friends at Tivoli Brewing Company and the Department of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at MSU Denver, this is Unfiltered. And here are your hosts, Jay Schrader and Dr. Samuel Jay. Hey friends, before we get started with this week's episode, I uh, wanted to, to do a little something to hopefully help our friends out there in the craft beer industry. Obviously, the coronavirus, this novel strain of the coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever we want to call it, is is really taking its toll, beginning to take its toll on small business. Uh, restaurants, bars, and craft breweries are, are definitely uh, already being affected and will continue to be affected as we move through this thing. In order to help our help our friends out, uh, wanted to encourage you to go out if you have to. If you're going out there, you're getting groceries, you're restocking. You know you got to leave the house. Uh, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off a list of, of folks in the Denver metro area, but also in Longmont and Fort Collins and Colorado Springs, basically throughout Colorado, who are offering uh, to go beer, um, to go beer that you can order online, uh, to to go beer that you can call in and pick up. Basically, most of these folks that I read off, you can you can place an order, you can go and grab it, somebody will bring it to your car, or you can go and pick it up at the curb. Uh, you can also buy merchandise, you can buy gift cards, various different ways for you to support our craft brewing friends. And so uh, we hope you get out there and, you, and we'll do it. Please be patient here as I read this list. Many thanks to those who contributed. We uh, will do our best to continue to promote what you're doing, those to-go orders to keep things moving. Uh, we can't really imagine what, what you're dealing with, but uh, know that we're thinking about you and, and all of our listeners. I know you're thinking the same. These people have not only brought us great beer for so long, but uh, they, for many of us, they've become a major part of, of our lives and our friendships. And so this is a little bit of a way for us to hopefully uh, pay it forward and give back a little bit. So if, if you can do the same, if you can go and you can buy some stuff from these folks. Uh, we would appreciate it, and I know they would appreciate it. So uh, 105 West and Castle Rock, these are, again, a list of folks who are doing to-go beers. Those to-go beers you can call in for most. Uh, some of them have online orders. You can find that information on Facebook or on their websites. 105 West and Castle Rock, Four Noses in Broomfield, Alternation in Denver, Banded Oak in Denver, Bit Barley in Aurora, Beerstadt in Denver, Black Bottle Brewery in Fort Collins, Black Project in Denver, Blue Spruce, both Bruce Bruce, both the Centennial and Littleton locations, Blue Tile Brewing in Denver, Boggy Draw in Sheridan, uh, Briar Common in Denver, Bricks Brewing and Tap House, Brewery and Tap House in Greeley, Broken Compass in Breckenridge, Brews Beers, that's both locations, they're North Denver and their Colfax locations, uh, Burns Family Artisan Ales in Denver, Call to Arms in Denver, Cerebus, Serbius, Cerebus, that's terrible, sorry y'all, Brewing in Colorado Springs, I know I've heard great things about you, but obviously I can't pronounce your name because I'm a moron, uh, Cerebral in Denver, Chaluna in the Stanley Marketplace there, Denver slash Aurora Border, Comrade, Counterculture, Crazy Mountain, Crooked Stave, all in Denver, Crystal Springs Brewing, both both Louisville locations, De Stieg in Denver, Diebolt, Dos Luches, both in Denver, Downhill Brewing in Parker, Emporium Brewing in Denver, Envy Brewing in Equinox, up in Fort Collins, Fiction Brewery, Fiction Beer Company in Denver, Florence Brewing Company in Florence, Fossil Craft Beer Company in Colorado Springs, Frolic Brewing in Westminster, Goat Patch in the Springs, Golden City in Golden, Gold Spot in Good River in Denver, Green Mountain in Lakewood, Grossenbart in Longmont, Guanella Pass in Georgetown, Halfpenny in Centennial, 
Hideaway Park Brewery in Winter Park, Highside Brewery, Brewing in Frisco, Hogshead, Denver, Holiday Golden, Horse and Dragon, Fort Collins, Iron Mule, Iron Mule, Castle Rock, Jagged Mountain, Denver, uh, Lady Justice, which is right there on the Aurora-Denver line, Launchpad, Aurora, Left Hand, Longmont, Liquid Mechanics, Lafayette, Living the Dream down there in Littleton Highlands Ranch area, Local Relic in Colorado Springs, Locavore in Littleton, Lone Tree Brewing Company, Lone Tree, Lost Friend Brewing Company in Colorado Springs, Mash Lab in Windsor, Max Line in Fort Collins, Mighty River Brewing Company in Windsor, Mockery in Denver, Monumental Beer Works in Grand Junction. Uh, interestingly, they were supposed to have their grand opening that's obviously being postponed, postponed but they are doing a canned opening instead. Mother Tucker, both Lew- Thornton and Louisville locations. Mountain Cowboy Brewing in Frederick. New Image Brewing in Arvada. New Terrain in Golden. Oasis Brewing Company in Denver. Odd 13 in Lafayette. Odyssey Brewing in Arvada. Over Yonder in Golden. Peak to Peak in Aurora. Peak View Beer. Peak View Brewing here in Centennial, where I am. Uh, periodic Brewing in Leadville and North Glen, North Glen locations. Platte Park Brewing Company in Denver in Platte Park, obviously. Rails Inn in Broomfield. Ratio in Denver. Resolute, both the Centennial and Arvada locations. Arvada, I guess. Should sound more Colorado. Rock Cut in Estes Park. Seedstock in Denver. Shoes and Brews in Longmont. Someplace else in Arvada. Someplace, some, excuse me, something brewing in Brighton. Sparge in Wellington. Station 26, Strange Craft, both in Denver. Timnath Beer Works in Timnath. 222 in Centennial. Yule's Brewing in Boulder. Unnamed Beer Company, Upslope, both in Boulder. Very Nice Brewing, Netherland. Vision Quest in Boulder. Welcome Home Brewery in Parker. Wibby in Longmont. And Woods Boss in Denver. Again, if you can, get out there and support our friends. We hope you enjoy this show. Looks like we're going to be doing some things remotely for a while. We're going to do our best to make sure that the audio quality is great. Those of you out here who want to participate, let us know. Because we are doing remote, we may be able to do more than one show a week. You can email Jay and I. I'm Sam at unfilteredcraft.com. Jay is Jay at unfilteredcraft.com. If you want to get out there and you want to spread the word, whether you are a liquor store, a brewery, what have you, we can do it for you. Please do let us know. Contact us, message us, find us on the socials, what have you. Above all else, go out and support our friends, give everybody some love, and we're going to get through this together. Take care. This is not going to be the last interview that we do like this. As long as we have yep. it here, we should be okay. So let's try it. Uh, Chad, first off, can you introduce yourself and we'll go from there? Absolutely. So my name is Chad Bratt. I am the general manager of Jagged Mountain Craft Brewery down here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, we've been open now for uh, almost seven years, uh, coming up on seven years uh, in November. And uh, yeah, we have a little tap room, uh, brew uh, in the back and serve out front. Pretty simple concept. So how long have you been here? Um, I've been here since day one. So I helped out uh, kind of get the place put together. Um, and then uh, as soon as we started, uh, as soon as we were open to uh, customers, I was bartending um, and then moved into the uh, GM position uh, right after that. So I did a little bit of research, usually I don't for this, but I know that Jagged Mountain has kind of a complex history. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, knowing that you're, you were there from kind of day one, can you mm-hmm. summarize that history for us and kind of what's happened uh, in the recent years and where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So when we first opened, um, we had, uh, our, our model was very much uh, a, a big, high ABV, high gravity, um, expressive beers. Uh, and it's really cool to brew that stuff. It's cool to drink it. 
Um, we love those kind of beers, but it doesn't sell very well for us. Um, and unfortunately, people were coming in and having one and leaving. Um, and with the taproom model that doesn't work, you want them to have three or four. <laughs> and so beers that were sitting in that 16% range weren't moving. And if that's the only thing you have on your menu, it's going to be pretty tough to uh, keep things going. So uh, we started off in the early days uh, with a, uh, a phenomenal head brewer uh, that has now gone off to start his own high gravity uh, uh, brewery, uh, Wayne Burns. Uh, you guys might have heard of him. He's Definitely uh, a bit of a legend in the Michigan craft beer scene, uh, brewed for Bells and Coonins for a long, long time, um, but a uh, phenomenal human being, brews really, really cool beers, uh, but really big beers. So uh, we parted ways with him about a year, year and a half in to kind of change the model and, uh, and diversify our beer lineup a little bit, um, make some more accessible uh, beers to our consumers that were coming in. Uh, you know, we're in the downtown market, so we have a lot of tourists. Uh, we have a lot of baseball crowd. We're three blocks away from Coors Field where the Rockies play. Uh, so we had a lot of uh, opportunity to brew some um, some beers that were a little smaller, a little more accessible, a little more friendly uh, to our customers. And we went that route. So I guess, uh, so he left pretty early on. So mm-hmm. therefore, kind of, uh, what you've done in recent years is, is, is obviously way more attuned to the crowd, as you had mentioned. Um, yes. Are things pretty good now with, with, uh, yeah. with Wayne? Okay, all right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, we uh, we stay pretty close uh, in this industry. Uh, all of breweries do, really. But uh, we, you know, we we support them when we can, and vice versa. So, <laughs> especially right now when we're uh, we're in these uh, dire times, we're definitely supporting each other. Hey, do me a favor, Jay and Brian. Yeah. If you want to ask a question, raise your hand because I've got Jay muted because it's fucking echoing. Yes, yeah, so you can't, <laughs> you can't say it. Just raise your hand and then I'll unmute you. Okay, muted myself. There you go, Jay, my co-host of Norm. Ask a question. Did you call me Norm? No, my normal co-host. In Norm. Oh, I gotcha. Um, see, the chemistry is way off on this. It doesn't it make. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. You have to get used to it. Yeah, I guess. Chad, how are you guys dealing with um, this? I mean, are you guys yeah. able? Besides the collaboration part, I've spent all day dealing with clients of mine that are freaking out, but. Um, are you guys able to continue your brewing day to day in the space? Are you guys able to keep your distribution up? If there's distribution, you got people walking up and you're selling them 40s right there on the street. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yes and no to some of that. Our our production has gone down to uh, essentially zero right now. Uh, we don't have any. We have beer in the tanks that is in various stages, but. Um, and most of those beers will be coming out of the tanks within the next uh, two weeks, just because that's the timing of it. Uh, but those beers are, uh, after that, that's pretty much it. We're going to hold off until we get the word uh, or until we get a little closer to needing to brew. Uh, so mm-hmm. we've taken drastic measures. Um, so obviously we're not brewing right now, no production in the back. Uh, our tap room is closed to the public for inside seating um, or any service indoors. Um, so we are only doing to go beer right now. Uh, so we're selling our crawlers, which are 32 ounce crawlers, which is our only option right now, really. Uh, we're not really filling growlers just to keep the uh, contamination down if there is any, uh, but we want to uh, obviously make sure that this is safe for everybody and people are, are able to enjoy our beer safely. So we're filling crawlers. Uh, you can order online um, on our website. You can call us, you can email us. Any way to get a hold of us, we'll place an order um, and we'll get crawlers filled up. And then we'll do a curbside pickup 
if, uh, if they want to come in, if they don't even want to get out of the car, we'll do that. We could take a credit card over the phone, um, all that kind of stuff. So we're just trying to really wade through it all and make it as easy as possible to uh, get our beer out there. Because right now, that's our only uh, source of income is uh, crowlers um, and merchandise, gift cards, anything that uh, doesn't require you to come in and hang out and have a pint of our beer. So, okay, first off, what is the website that you that we can go to to order this stuff? So if you just go to our main website, jaggedmountainbrewery.com, uh, there'll be, a, a, the first thing you're gonna see is an option to order beer. Uh, we've pretty much uh, dialed our, our website into our current uh, temporary business plan, which is to go beer only. Uh, so you'll see a tab right there, you click on that guy, it takes you right to the order form. Um, and all you have to do is put in uh, what beers you want off our current list. We keep the uh, menu up to date on the website. Uh, so you uh, pl uh, place an order for what beers you want, how many of each, uh, the date, the time you want to pick it up, and it'll be ready then. That makes total sense. Uh, I guess yeah. let's, let's jump back. We'll, we'll talk more about coronavirus, obviously, that can be yeah. like the, the center of the conversation because you will be the first interview that we have done uh, after yeah. Polis and, and Hancock have shut things down. But okay, so Jagged Mountain. It's probably too soon, but someone's going to name a beer after it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw a uh, social uh, distance IPA. Uh, so yes, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Vale. The curve Vail. Like, yeah. 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 Oh my God! It's <laughs> you gotta, you gotta trademark that shit. Uh -huh. No kidding. No shit. Okay. So so Jagged Mountain things get started. Okay. So so you gotta yeah. get into the history a little bit. Twenty third. Why that location? Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, where you guys where you where y'all are. Was it mm -hmm. pretty well developed uh, in 2013, or was it still still kind of industrial, still kind of that rundown yeah. part of town? It was still pretty run down, but it was on its way. So there was two large apartment complexes uh, in construction while we uh, when we moved in. Mm -hmm. So that was already like you could see, okay, these are going to be give or take X amount of people um, that are uh, uh, going to be moving in. So uh, and, and regulars and customers and all that kind of stuff, which is great. So, uh, but it was still pretty rough. Um, the neighborhood around us hadn't really developed yet um and it's still honestly working through a lot of uh changes in development currently but uh it's yeah it was i think we got in at right about the right time we got pretty lucky uh it could have been um we could have been a year or two earlier and really uh would have struggled through the first couple of years but luckily uh being in the location we are we had a lot of uh traffic a lot of foot traffic and every day our foot traffic is increasing, which is great. Were you looking at other locations uh, before opening yeah. the spot? I mean, or, and also yeah, we were looking all before? over. Okay. So we were, uh, this was a, the, the building that we're in uh, was built in the early 1900s. It held uh, like uh, the carriages for the horse-drawn carriages that take people around, kind of tour people around downtown Denver. Uh, it was also a frame shop, like a picture framing shop up front. So it's two different businesses. We took the wall down and created one big one, essentially. Um, and you, you guys have a great space over there too, Chad. I mean, you're yeah. looking at, you got the roll-up garage doors that face on the 20th, right? I mean, yeah, we sure do. Cap room that faces 20th and uh, whatever that north. Uh, Lawrence, or that is across street. Lawrence, yeah. Um, what's above you guys? This, I think you're the first people we've spoken to that have. Isn't it residential above you? No. So actually, right above us is uh, is a dagger, which is downtown X Gallery Art Room. I think is 
what it, it comes oh, down yeah. to, but it's uh it's an axe throwing um, space and they have a, uh, a bar upstairs. So they're great neighbors to have. <laughs> they bring a lot of people yeah, in. Yeah, no shit. Great. <laughs> do they have your stuff yeah, on, they have they have your a, stuff on tap have up a there? Tap line they do. Straight up? Yeah. No, <laughs> okay, we can take our kegs up there, but that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, you should just yeah. run one extra long tap line straight upstairs. We should. It's so when permanent you, jagged. When you when you thought about that location, I guess, and also what it, in terms of what you've seen over the last seven years, were you expecting to kind of be a baseball seasonal brewery, or did you recognize that a lot of people were going to be moving down that way? I know you had mentioned the kind of uh, apartment buildings and everything, yeah. but uh, you're kind of a mainstay in that part of town now. Mm-hmm. People talk about Jagged Mountain a lot. What kind of business? What kind of numbers have you seen over the course of seven years in terms of development and increased uh, kind of sales? Well, definitely, uh, uh, the sales have increased since uh, day one. Um, you know, the more we are, uh, the more people hear about us, uh, the more we get our beer out there and, uh, you know, go to festivals and get out in front of people, uh, the better, uh, the more people know about us. There's a lot of people that work downtown, but they don't necessarily live downtown. Um, so we're trying to kind of capture the, the people who are are you know, waiting for I-25 traffic to die down before they drive down south. They're going to have a beer or two or maybe get a beer to go. Um, so we have a lot of that uh, traffic that we rely on um, that that comes from, like, you know, the people who live around the area um, or work around the area. Uh, but honestly, we probably have, I would say on any given day, we're 40 to 50% uh, tourists inside of our building. So uh, wow. we have a lot of people who are just here exploring Denver, um, which wasn't really – Anything we were uh, 100% counting on when we opened uh, our brewery up, we knew there was going to be a lot of tourism in the area just because there was so much uh, uh, growth and development uh, and rezoning projects that really encouraged people to come hang out. Uh, So that really opened a lot up um, for us that we weren't really expecting. Uh, And the tourism has been huge um, because Denver is relatively easy to uh, travel to, relatively cheap to travel to, easy to get around the city uh, and, and a lot of stuff to go on. So, you know, there's people coming and hanging out for extended long weekends and a lot of them are doing beer tours, which is great for our industry because, you know, they'll stop at our place first and then we can send them off to the next people down the line, Woods Boss, LMF Ratio, wherever they want to go, whatever beer they want to drink, we we can direct them in the right spot. So, yeah. and And you guys are almost like the gateway to – Lodo Rhino Breweries. I mean, you guys, I feel like you're yeah. the first stop on the We really there. are. It's us and, uh, and Wincoop uh, is, is, you know, right next to uh, Union Station. So the minute you get off the train uh, from anywhere, you're, you're right there and you get to walk across the street, have a beer, have a meal. And then they send you over to our spot. And then, you know, we have Great Divide just down the street, which helps a lot too, because a lot of people are familiar with the Great Divide name. And uh, if we bring that up, they usually know where it's at, which helps us out a lot. Yeah. Right. Hey, Chad, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an expat. I'm uh, born and raised in Denver, but I've been in Michigan for the last five nice. years now. So and yeah. I've been, I've been, and I've been to Jagged Mountain. I was there awesome. before I left. So I would say five, six years ago, it must've been right. Uh-huh. In uh, a fucking blizzard. In a blizzard. Brian, yeah. That? yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I, 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 I joked with these dudes before that with the only swag we bought when we were there, I bought my wife a shirt, but I don't think I should put it on. Um, yeah. Not look, it's also not free. <laughs> Um, She's not that. Yeah. What's changed? I, 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 and it's funny that you mentioned the the Wincoop too. I worked at the Oxford, um, which is oh, just yeah. around the corner for Wincoop. Which mm-hmm. uh, it's not McCormick and Twix now anymore. I saw last time I was there. It's something. Uh, else. No, I don't know who else is in there, but Oxford yeah. is still 
obviously there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, it was so. my my college job. No, but I was just yeah. curious. Like, what's is what's the landscape of um you know that part of downtown and kind of the craft beer scene for a dude who's been away for five or six years. I was, I joke with these guys all the time that I was there for I th- what I thought was kind of the beginning of it when I was still in Denver yeah. and was going yeah. to Wits End and Hogshead and mm-hmm. these places when there weren't, you know, as many breweries as there are That's now. a That's fucking brag. You're bragging. Yeah. You're bragging. He yeah. has to bring this shit up every <laughs> time we talk. In. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I was, I name, was going yeah, Hogshead before, before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, now we I'm, had I'm, another guest. We Michigan had another guest host. No beer whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> No, we we had another guest who pulled beer. this shit. Yeah, shit <laughs> happens. <clears throat> it, it, that's a great that's a great uh, question though. I mean, it's really changed a lot. Uh, it's growing, I think, way more than any of us ever expected it to. Uh, I I before I worked uh, here at Jagged, I ran uh, beer festival companies for about four or five years, uh, ran a few on my own, um, and then partnered with another guy to, to, uh, run a pretty large one that we toured around the country with. Um, and when we were doing those, we would pull just about everybody we possibly could from Denver, uh, to have like a good Denver crowd. And it wouldn't, it would be a pretty unimpressive section, like great beer, but not that many people, you know, San Diego always had his beat. California in general always had his beat. Portland always had his beat. And, uh, in the past couple, like I would say five years, the, boom is is just insane about how many how many breweries have opened um and uh like not really to to my amazement but it's great to see that they're all uh surviving um obviously this this uh uh, thing we're going through right now is going to change the structure a little bit the layout of a lot of these breweries but um there's a lot of breweries in Colorado. There's a lot of people, but a lot of people obviously are drinking craft beer because these people are sticking around. Um, and luckily we have a lot of really good brewers out there. Uh, I think that we have some of the best uh, people making some of the best beer uh, I've ever had here. Yeah. In I think the reputation's a little bit on delay too, that yes. San Diego, Portland, mm-hmm. a lot of these places still have like carry this cachet. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like Grand Rapids is constantly listed as this beer capital and I'm yeah. out here, man. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> founders, I love, I love bells. I love shorts out in Bel Air. Like there's some okay breweries out in Michigan, but it's not, it's not close. It's not like you can right. stumble down the block and trip over seven breweries. It's not, it's not yeah. close to that. Yeah. And we have that here, which is pretty great. You know, you can spend a day and in just in Rhino uh, alone drinking. Uh, pretty easily so it's pretty it. it's pretty incredible to have it yeah yeah we all have i think we've never i was gonna say never experienced that jay you can ask what you, you 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 put the hand there's a hand i how raised you, my hand wait we need to know this for future <laughs> interviews how do you have the hand yeah. icon? Where okay so tap that? the <laughs> tap the thing and then up in the top right corner you've got more okay and then you can raise and lo- oh i'm gonna lower my hand Oh my god! Oh, you guys are a bunch of tech idiots. Tech oh, idiots. You put your finger like this when you touch your screen. <laughs> I don't even know where the camera is on this thing. There it is. What? Uh, you, know, you have no Jay. idea where it is. Now that now that we've established that I am still the smartest one in the group, um, <laughs> except for Chad, that is. Yeah. Uh, Chad, we we kind of as usual got derailed early on. You guys started <laughs> high gravity. You started yep. big beer. You realized early on that that wasn't um, going to pay the bills from the sound of it. Mm-hmm. More importantly, you're drinking something right now. What are you guys focusing on currently? I mean, 
regardless of COVID-19. Um, yeah. What, I mean, what do you guys, what's the, what's the niche at Jagged Mountain these days? Another good so, year. Name. Yeah. Yeah. COVID-19. COVID-19. <laughs> or at, so least our, a, uh, at least a hop strain. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, so our, our menus always been very diverse. Um, and especially right, right now it really is. Uh, we've, uh, we typically have about four to five flagship beers that we're, we always keep the same. Uh, what I'm drinking right now is our Swatch American IPA. Uh, so I believe it's Citra Amarillo, uh, mosaic in there. Uh, maybe some Idaho seven. Yeah. I think Idaho seven in this batch, uh, a pretty classic IPA, uh, West coast style, uh, still has a nice citrus uh backbone to it uh it's not piney like if you're chewing on pine needles it's it's very nice so that's our that's our mainstay it's usually usually number one or number two seller for us at all times um we uh do some very traditional stuff like that we do a pilsner uh vienna lager let's see what else we got on tap right now we have a grisette um uh, we have a blackberry saison that we brew all year round. We like to dabble in the fruit stuff. Uh, we like to do a lot of sour projects. We always have one to two sours on at all times, uh, kettle sours, and then we generally have something available in bottles, uh, so bottle conditioned sours. Something's been barrel aged. Uh, but we're always trying to explore uh, seasonal ingredients, uh, what's available during um, what time of the year, what people want to drink, what we want to drink uh, is is, uh, is generally a good uh, a gauge for everything. Um, but yeah, and, and a lot of times we're throwing interesting collaborations up at the board. Uh, like right now we have a, a, a collab with our friends at First Draft, which is a pour-your-own uh, beer bar. And uh, we did a Banana Foster's Dunkel. So we did uh, we basically brewed a, a, a Banana Foster's-esque Dunkel uh, with some vanilla beans in it. Really fun. So uh, we're all over the board. We still do the big stuff. We still have uh, a... a three, four beers right now, well over 10%, between 10 and 15% um, that are on our menu. Uh, but the bread and butter are really, um, like during baseball season, it's our traditional pills and our Kolsch uh, sell like crazy. Uh, but our IPAs are always always top. Um, and yeah, just anything we anything fun that we want to bring out, we're excited about, is generally our, our favorite beer on the menu at that point. <laughs> you, you mentioned... Um shutting down in light of the obvious, yeah. you know, situation that's affecting everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, will that, will that, will that, do you think, do you project that that will affect kind of anticipating and, and brewing seasonal stuff, right? I mean, you, you, you got to have four or five, six weeks, I assume to, to get out of Colts yeah. for the summer or to get out of Marsden for yep. the fall, or did you have mm-hmm. something for St. Patrick's day that did that you have and can't get rid of or didn't, didn't make? Luckily, yeah, if we you've had, got uh, some kegs laying around, let me know. Yeah, that was a very yeah. self-interested question, yeah. Sure. Um, I've got uh, – we we did a, a small batch. Uh, luckily, we have a little pilot system, a one-barrel pilot system. So we did a, a dry Irish stout uh, to put on uh, our nitro line for that. Um, we kind of kept it mellow, but we were uh, in the middle of ramping up for uh, Rockies, uh, Colorado Rockies opening day. So MLB uh, – it was a huge, huge season for us, <laughs> and uh, it's it's going to happen. It's just a little bit of a late start right now. But we uh, uh, April third this year is was slated to be our home opener, uh, which is uh, one of besides a Great American Beer Festival. It'll be one of our biggest days in the tap room. Uh, that'll now just be sometime in May, I we assume. Um, but we are ramping up for that, uh, stocking our menu up. Um, 
but luckily a lot of those beers, they are uh, safe enough to sit and condition for a little while. You know, the only beers that we're really concerned about right now are beers with hops in them um, and, and maybe some of our fruited stuff as well, depending on how it hangs on. But uh, we've been doing our due diligence and pulling things uh, if we feel like it's uh, it needs to be held aside. And we've been, you know, communicating a lot with our uh, restaurant accounts and our bar accounts about how to handle their current beer that might be on tap, whether it's ours or any other craft beer out there. Uh, because, you know, we, we uh, really care about all of our friends in this industry, we want to make sure that their beer is being represented well too when it when things come back online, and that's huge. What's the plan for that then? What are you all talking about in terms of those who have your your stuff on tap? So uh, the big thing is, is is how to handle it now. Uh, so we're telling people to pull pull beer off tap, uh, disconnect the coupler, pull the coupler off so that uh, it exposes the well to the keg. Um, and then cleaning that out, uh, whether it's like a, a star sand or a bar sanitizer, glassware, rinser, water, doesn't matter. Just trying to get the beer uh, and, and, and organic material out of there so that it doesn't like mold or anything like that. Uh, so that when they're ready to go tap it, um, it's ready to be tapped. Uh, we also told them to uh, uh, keep us notified. Um, and it's honestly our due diligence at this point. They're going to be so busy, but to uh, keep an eye on when these places open back up and to jump in and uh, and help clean tap lines, uh, taste the beer, make sure it's okay. If the beer doesn't taste right, we'll get them something to replace it because uh, we want to make sure that they're taken care of too because they uh, – give us a lot of support and money over the years. So we want to make sure uh, those guys are all good. Um, has this shown a light on maybe some, uh, I don't want to use the word gaps, but for lack of a better word, I'm going to use it. Uh, gaps in maybe your, your business plan in terms of, Hey, maybe we should have been focusing more on liquor store, grocery store distribution versus restaurant accounts and over the bar tap sales. Uh, have you guys talked about that yet or is it too early or am I the asshole that brought it up and you guys were ignoring it? <laughs> no, you're the asshole. No, <laughs> no we haven't. Asshole. Uh, yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't really talked much about it yet. Uh, and, and the big reason is, is cause we're only doing crowlers. Uh, so the form of our can, uh, I think that it, it just, I don't know if it would, uh, first of all, I don't know if the grocery stores would purchase crowlers for one, and I don't really know how well it'd go over. Uh, but we have a really great outlet uh, in Craft Alley. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure listeners yeah. have heard of Craft Alley, but uh, they do a beer yeah, delivery. We're doing an interview there this spring. So yeah. nice. They are uh, really great people, uh, and are and, and, and in this time, like they are jumping up and really helping out uh, all the craft breweries. They reached out to. Uh, everybody who they carry personally called us and asked us how we were doing and made sure that it, there was, you know, if there was any opportunity for them to sell more of our beer, uh, that they would make that happen. So, uh, that's a great outlet because right now, um, you know, obviously our, our model is to go beer. Um, and so is their model. So, uh, if we can keep giving them a, a, a big supply of beer every week to get out to customers, that will be, that'll be huge. But that's kind of our, our outlet. That's not um, our own tapper right now. Um, and it's, uh, uh, the, we wish we, I mean, obviously I think everybody wished they could have saw this coming, um, a little sooner than like four or five days, but, uh, it, it's, it is what it is. So we're, we're pushing as hard as we can. Um, uh, I think these first, you know, week, maybe week and a half is going to be pretty slow for our to go stuff because people did stock up, uh, really well beforehand. Um. So right now we're just kind of looking at waiting for everybody to hurry up and drink their beer so they can come back and buy more. 
when was the first conversation had? Like, at what point did 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 y'all, especially you as GM, mm-hmm. see it see it as something more than just uh, this is happening abroad? It's not happening yeah. here. It's happening in yeah. um, Seattle or something. Sure. You know, we started talking probably uh, close to two weeks ago about it when it really yeah. started uh, uh, kind of rearing its head. Uh, we were just it was more or less on the radar. We weren't really making any plans. Um, we didn't honestly think it was gonna affect us this much. Um, but obviously, uh, it has. So we about a week ago, we saw that, you know, places were starting to regulate. And there was some talk about that happening in uh, California and Washington. And so we uh, just went ahead and, and figured it was coming. We started planning a little bit being proactive about uh, you know, uh, pausing some of our like uh, subscriptions, cleaning services, this and that, things that are like little things that are easy to shut off right now um, and bring back online later. And then uh, as soon as we, and then started looking at our stock, like are we okay on essentials um, to get our tap room through uh, if we do stay open? Uh, do we have enough uh, crowler cans? Do we have enough labels? Do we have enough all the stuff to actually make this plan work? Uh, and luckily we were pretty well set up because sometimes that doesn't work that way. So uh, we, we uh, just try to do our due diligence and be really careful about uh, setting everything up and making sure that we are making good decisions uh, the first time and not um, making uh, a mistake that we are going to have to uh, figure out halfway through this ordeal or, or whatnot. Have you had any like? Are you guys? Oh, oh sorry. Have you had any Dog. word from the government or whoever about like relaxing? rules or regulations or things that might make it easier for you to do business. It seems like a lot of places in Michigan are um, more bars than breweries mm-hmm. are suddenly allowed to do like alcohol takeout. I'm not sure if they're selling pints of beer, yeah, if they're yeah. selling bottles of beer, but that seems sure. like that would be, um, you know, uh, potentially useful. If you, you said you're limited to growlers, if you could, yeah. uh, obviously growlers that you, you already mentioned in terms of, um, the risk of contamination may not be a good way to go, but if there's another vehicle to do it, I don't know. I just, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, there hasn't been any word yet, but I have a feeling there will be. Um, I don't think that we're going to be left uh, high and dry on this uh, situation. Um, there's a lot of people that we have a lot of service industry uh, people in this, uh, this city um, in this state for sure. So I think that there's uh, I don't think we're going to be left high and dry, but I, I don't know when they're going to come up with a solution. Um, we would love a little bit of leniency. Uh, we would love to be able to deliver. That's a big thing right now. Um, you know, as, as a, as a, a manufacturing brewery, uh, we want to be able to deliver. Um, the ones that, that are big time affected by this too are the brew pubs because currently there's a bill. <laughs> they're trying to rush through uh, and get it approved right now and get it voted on. Uh, but there's a bill too because they're currently uh, – uh, uh, um, Oh my gosh. Uh, brew pubs cannot sell, uh, anything that is not made there. So say like BJ's brew pub has five locations. If they make beer at location A, it can only be sold at location A. So yeah. if they have beer from all the other locations, they it's like a tasting room exception make. or whatever, right? It is. Yeah. So they're trying to kind of level the playing field a little bit for those guys. Cause we have the ability to do that. They don't, uh, which is kind of wild. So, um, one second Somebody's here. Somebody's calling to pick up some crowlers. Yeah. <laughs> Don't on uh, answer, go, answer, word. go answer the phone. <laughs> Jesus. Look at that banner in the background too, Sam. Yeah. If we're going to keep this shit up, we're going to have to come up with something better than uh, my basement ceiling. Did you see you can do a virtual? All right, I handed it off. I handed it off. It's getting handled. 
Okay, no, but is that an order? Yeah, Somebody ordered yeah. just now? <laughs> I do Hopefully. see the virtual background. That and they're asking if we, uh, we are open. <laughs> There's, I think I was wondering, we, we all got a bunch of push notifications. Kevin Durant has tested positive for uh, COVID-19. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no shit. More importantly, wow. the second death in Colorado just got reported. Are you serious? Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Man. This is nuts. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, Sam and I host a, a separate <laughs> sports-related podcast, and this seems like a good opening. <laughs> It was that. <laughs> you Should we just go ahead and roll into that one next? You, well, I mean, listen, <laughs> we got to make it a, a crossover. We lost Jay. Yeah. No, uh, you already mentioned sort of like your your um, uh, economy is tied to the. Mm-hmm. There you go, Jay. Nice. Jay, yeah, Ooh, people can't see like Jay, but Jay's background. I've been Jay. I've been trying to figure out how to put Fenway in the background the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It really just nice. makes your feature stand out more, whether that's good or bad. I'll leave Doesn't this seem appropriate since the, the city's audience. on lockdown? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're there. You're no, there. but you know, like you've mentioned that 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 uh, I, it's occurred to me as you talked about this, like opening days is, is big for the Rockies, but it's also big for yep. the restaurants and the bars that are downtown. Yep. In the back of my mind, I was like, well, listen, that opening day, hopefully, like fingers crossed, is going to happen at some point. So hopefully, you get a rebound in whatever it is, May or June yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's interesting, right, to think about you know mm-hmm. in, in a in a broader way. The, the the kind of sports beer kind of connection that's a, a question i assume you weren't ready for but i don't know yeah no it's it's huge for us i mean we if we if we didn't have the rockies uh next door we would uh we would have a drastically different outlook on our business right now thankfully they've helped pad our uh pad our bank account a little bit over the past uh, handful of years uh it, it's it's been it's it's huge to have that and um yeah, I feel for anybody who is affected by it, uh, you know the small businesses, the restaurants, anybody around the stadium here uh, that in two weeks it, it, it is expecting their business to ramp up and kick off, uh, and it's just not going to happen. Um, and it will, like it will, and people people love opening day. It's it's a holiday here in Colorado, so uh, they'll be out and about when it happens. Um, and I hope we like just we. I hope we have opening day traffic yeah. for every single day for like. A month. Yeah, June, <laughs> June, usually, June usually I hope we're running out of beer. I hope it's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it, there's too much COVID-19 talk already, but it is interesting if you think about this, the sports tie-in, which is a lot of people have speculated that if uh, uh, the guy from the Jazz, what was his name? Randy uh, Gobert or whatever? Go, mm-hmm. Gobert? I don't know that he's there. That if he had not tested positive, that we would still have March Madness, that we might still have opening day that it was sort of like the the, the straw that broke the camel's back so i mean it's it's not even just like a a shameless plug it really is like a an interesting connection that sort of you know tilted the the trajectory of a a big social issue that trickles down right to restaurants and bars and you know everything absolutely absolutely yeah so okay let's kind of get down into the to the nitty-gritty to maybe the uncomfortable conversations here what were you doing with your staff? What kind of conversations were you having? Like leading up to this, it's gotta be just impossible conversations mm-hmm. to have with people. Yeah, it's really tough. Uh, there's no easy conversation you can have with staff about this. Um, other than, uh, in my opinion, it's just trying to be the most supportive uh, uh, people you can. Uh, because, you know, I know that the craft, a lot of craft breweries are, are this way, but we're, we're definitely a family. Um, we have, uh, people who live together we have people who hang out together constantly we have a pretty tight-knit crew here so 
for them not to have this outlet every day to come to um, is pretty rough and obviously uh, financially as well. Um, so what we're doing right now is our main focus, um, obviously the brewery uh, in keeping this thing going through all this is, is obviously main focus and, and being very careful and spinning and all that kind of stuff. But uh, in all reality, our main focus is our staff because uh, without them, we'd be pretty screwed when this thing comes back online. Um, we've worked very hard and they've worked very hard for us and we, we are not looking to change that. So, uh, effective pretty much today. Um, 95% of our staff, uh, is laid off, uh, until April or sorry, May 11th. I wish it was April 11th, May 11th, um, or sooner. I hope something happens, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, you know, we know we're, we're kind of looking at that, that, uh, May 11th timeline. Um, we've, uh, you know, we're trying to track down as many resources as we can for them, whether it's financial assistance, uh, whether it's, uh, food assistance, um, really anything, uh, emotional support, anything we can do to help them out, uh, trying to relay as much information that we're getting in from the Brewers Association and the Colorado Brewers Guild who have both been, uh, really, really on top of this all because, uh, this is pretty much their main focus now is, is, uh, keeping all of us alive. Uh, so they have uh, really set out some fabulous um, uh, resources for us and that's helping out a lot. So a lot of our employment, uh, sorry, a lot of our employees are uh, going on unemployment for the next couple of months to help out uh, those kind of costs. Uh, we're working on some uh, uh, rent and mortgage deferral stuff too. So they can hopefully have a little bit of a breathing room and not be stressing out so much about everything. Uh, and then, uh, on top of that, we're, uh, trying to, well, not trying to, we will be starting next week, uh, hosting a, a weekly family dinner for everybody as well, uh, here at the brewery after hours, after we close. Uh, That's so awesome. it'll be, uh, put up the barbecue in the back parking lot and grill up a bunch of chicken or something like we'll, we'll figure out something, but it'll be, you know, a good opportunity for everybody to come in, say hi, get a free meal on us and just try to, uh, make the best of the situation. Um, you know, we're also trying to encourage them to get outside uh, with us if they want to go for a hike, if uh, anybody wants to go for a bike ride or go throw a Frisbee, like anything just to get outside um, and try to keep morale high uh, through all this and just try to make sure that we're there for them, um, communicating as much as we can with them. It's huge. Jay, do you have a question? Hey, Chad, I did have a question. How yeah. do you guys back into, um, with this uh, unplanned hiatus, how are you going to back into jump-starting production again ahead of that May 11th maybe reopen date? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or are you guys just going to go into it blind, sell what you have over the bar that's left from yesterday, mm -hmm. today, and, mm -hmm. and then restart production at that point? I feel like you might create a lull at that point if you, if you guys don't. Yeah back into production a couple of weeks ahead of time. Yeah. And that's exactly the plan is to, is to ease back into production a little bit ahead of time, um, probably a couple of weeks so that ideally when we open up, uh, we can take the, uh, a fresh beer out of the tank, uh, and, and release it that day. So the ideally about two weeks is what we'll be looking at, um, prior to, uh, when we're back online. So, uh, we do have a pretty good stock right now um, in our cooler, so we're, we're doing okay. You know, if we see the need that we have to come in and make a batch of beer um, or figure that out, we will. But as of right now, we're probably looking at, at like, 1st of May to to brew something um, and get that going. And, it, and we'll probably – we'll just swing – we'll go right back into our, our, our uh, schedule for uh, 
baseball season. Um, you know, we're brewing our Kolsch. We're doing a uh, jumping on the hard seltzer train with everybody else this year. Uh, so, yeah. That was going to be my question, actually, Chad. I'm, yeah. I'm glad yeah. you said that. Jumping nice. on the hard seltzer train. That's right. Woo! That's right. COVID-19, <laughs> you might as well call it. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> Seems like the right, uh, the right time and the right place. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chad, what, you stole, what? So you stole one of our questions. Okay. Hang on, yeah. Sam. Sam okay. Jay. Go ahead. <laughs> he answered one of our questions ahead of time, which was hard seltzer. But literally, I was about to rattle off. Are you doing hard seltzer? And because yes. this fucking thing is way off track now, what was the craft beer that flipped you from PBR? Mm. As I sit here with my Coors Original today, uh, yeah. what flipped you to the dark side here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yes, seltzer. Absolutely. Uh, I think that the writing's on the wall, everybody's doing it. And, uh, <laughs> as, as much as people want to push back, it's like the hazy IPA thing. Like people wanted to push back on it. Like, can't make a hazy beer. Like sure you can watch me. Well, you have to drink. make a seltzer yeah. where you are too. I would think next to Coors Field, to. you have to make a seltzer. The, the, di- the difference is that hazies are good, but I will, <laughs> I will admit, I will admit a seltzer on, you know, July. Fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm in. It's going to be good. And we have so many people who, who come in and ask, what do you have that's not beer? And uh, as being a, a, just a manufacturing brewery with a tap room, we have beer that we make. That's pretty much it. So luckily, we're allowed to make seltzer. Uh, you know, we can't serve hard alcohol or really any other, any other stuff or hard kombucha or anything like that. So uh, luckily, we're able to make hard seltzer and serve that, which is a really, really good outlet. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say Sorry, that was our two questions. That's great. Oh, no, no, you haven't even answered the second one yet. He was on a number yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Keep I'm on going. The second one. Um, they, uh, so I, I would say I grew up in Washington state. Um, when I was a younger, I drink a lot of Rainier, uh, a lot of Olympia mm-hmm. from Olympia, Washington, actually. So they made Olympia there and hams there forever, um, until they moved production elsewhere. Uh, so I have a bit of a soft spot for the, uh, the dad beers in, in that sense. Um, I love those, love that stuff. But the, what really I think turned me on, um, is it Manny's out. out there? Sorry, I'm interrupting. Um, uh, Manny's is actually, they're in Seattle. That's the beer I get whenever time I'm in Seattle. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in Seattle. Yep. Um, sorry. So I, when I moved out here to Colorado about 15 years ago for college, I moved to Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And, uh, that was my first introduction to craft beer. Really. I had had pyramid and stuff like that before and, and Pete's wicked ale and the stuff that you could normally get up in the Northwest around that time. But, uh, I had never really had something that was straight from the brewery, like going in and seeing a tank and they're pouring it off the wall and it's really cool. And so, uh, going there and, ha- and, and drinking their, uh, their honey brown. Uh, was probably my first introduction to craft beer. I would just crush those. I mean, it was uh, college 14 days. again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, 14? Uh, <laughs> hey, don't be a uh, dick, Brian. This is your first beer interview. Oh, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean like... We will cut you out of this thing really fast. That's not what I... Good luck. I mean, I'm, I'm three I'm screens. In I'm in it. Yeah. No, I had yeah. a... Uh, I had a, I have a, a, a friend, Sam knows him. I don't know if, if Jay does or not, who, who makes the joke that if you grew up in the right... Uh, beer cities if you're in Portland or San Diego or you know you're in Seattle you're in Denver you're in I guess Grand Rapids I don't know um, that you actually don't have to learn how to drink good beer like if you're Uh in a shitty place Uh to learn how to drink good beer in college that the rest of us if you're from a good beer place learn how to drink bad beer in college I have to figure out Keystone Light I have to figure out credit Marcus Brosky that's his joke but it's it's true right like 
I, my my to be 14 again joke is that like in Denver we drank fat tire in high school which yep just the truth yeah Chad, Chad out of respect for your time and whatever bandwidth we have here for this zoom uh, yeah. interview aside from uh, we put a post up on on Colorado craft beer uh, the, the mm-hmm. page on Facebook and we've got a ton of responses thank God to everybody I mean we're up to I think a hundred awesome. breweries now who have said, here's, you know, give us the information. So we're going to, we're going to you know, yeah. list people kind of halfway through tomorrow's interview. Here's where we can go and pick up the beer. What else yep. can we do for you? Is there anything we can do for you or the industry? I mean, tell us cause we will do it. Yeah. I think that's exactly what you guys need to be doing is just keep spreading the good word about it and let everybody know that we have beer to go, uh, that we're still open. Uh, you can't come and sit down and have a pint with us, but you can uh, get beer to go. Uh, you know, making sure that you're, I would say visiting, um, you know, much love to all of our retailers out there, but visiting the brewery, visiting the source, making sure every penny and every dollar goes, uh, uh, to the craft breweries at this point, rather than to, uh, a rest or a, uh, retailer, then a distributor, then eventually the craft brewery. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, send people right to the source and, uh, yeah, support this industry. Um, I think that, uh, in the light of the next week or so, we're going to get a lot more information. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, maybe some funds, some grants, some uh, stuff out there where people can actually go and donate um, and support our uh, craft brewers and our uh, people, uh, our, our industry people who are suffering right now, all my employees for, for a good example. Um, I think there's going to be some stuff out there. Um, and, uh, you know, if, you, if there's somebody back there filling a crowler for you, make sure you tip them. Because that's going to go a long ways during this time. Yeah, for sure. Jay, would you? Let me just uh, throw it out there too. Anecdotally, I've spoken to a couple of uh, industry insiders, and by that I mean bankers that like to drink beer and may yeah. or may not have clients that are that are breweries. Uh, for everybody that's listening or 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 reacting to this, call ahead. Definitely be aware that you're not allowed to mingle or loiter outside the brewery with your mm-hmm. freshly purchased beers. But um, check in with your local brewery, buy some beer, and keep drinking it. Hopefully, some of these people yeah. are continuing to keep production up to speed. Um, and I think if if uh, you're a downtown Denver brewery and you haven't thought about the drive-through window, you guys need to definitely yeah. revisit that option. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chad, thank you so much. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you got more, I was to say, just going to say to all the breweries out there, just keep uh, keep thinking creatively through this because. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of ways we can make money if we get creative and support each other. So buy that merchandise, people too. That's I mean, right. we've got so That's many right. listeners uh, on this thing. Like buy a merchandise. You can buy it off the website. You can you can go and you can have it picked up. I mean, get a shirt. Get buy your a, gift buy cards it. and come buy back your, in three months. Exactly. Yes. My God, yes. we got to help these people. Think about all of the stuff that these crap brewers have given us uh, over the course of our lives, and I think it's time to give back. That's what's key. Yes. And nobody's fucking wearing business casual to work anymore. Nope. <laughs> Time for a good beard. Boxers t-shirt. and t shirts. You might exactly. as well just rock the, the trucker hat. For sure, yeah. for sure. Well, Chad, buddy, thank you so much. Let us know thank what you. else you need. Okay, you got our email. You can contact yeah. us. Everybody else out there, stay safe. Uh, support your local brewery. Do it all you can. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Chad. Take care. Appreciate it. Thanks, Download guys. Download the Unfiltered Podcast. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> there we go.